106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. We had a great hour on Fix It Radio just a few minutes ago, so thank you all for listening to that. If you're still with us or if you're just tuning in, Drive Radio, Josh Goff with me today, Legacy Automotive, Larry Unger answering phones, Charlie Grimes, your engineer. If you got a question, by all means, let us know, 303-477-5600. And we don't have any snow quite yet, although John and Cheyenne a few minutes ago said it's snowing up there so we're going to get some at some point how much that, that's the real question because frankly folks it depends on who you're listening to because it's all over the map these these spring storms like this which really we're getting into now uh they have a hard time predicting how much we're going to have yeah perfect day to work in the garage yeah stay at home and work in the house just do whatever you want to do inside exactly don't go out <laughs> exactly all right along those lines question of the day this one's a little different. We haven't done this one for... I don't know if I've ever done this one, actually. If you could make any one type of car modification a new widespread fad, what would it be? So if you could make any one type of car modification a new widespread fad, what would that be? I would love to see, by the way, and I know this isn't even designed yet, but I would love to see the automatic automatic turn signal that turns on when you know you're going to make a turn. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that added to vehicles. Nothing worse than you know you're trying to make a turn, you know. So you you're in an intersection and uh, you know it's a depending upon how it's set up, but typically it's an in out kind of an intersection, and you're wanting to here at the station it happens all the time. And because, you know, I'm trying to turn out on a Parker Road. So you're trying to make a ride out on a Parker Road. And you're always waiting to see the guy that's in the far right lane, the lane closest to you, what they're going to do. And a lot of them will get, you know, almost to you all of a sudden turn on the turn signal or they'll just turn in. And it's like, you knucklehead, if I'd have known you were turning, you know, I could have gone, you know, ahead of time. And, again, if there was a way to make, and, and I know this is, there's no such thing because you're not, there's no way the car can, can think Although they do it in fighter jets, so yeah, pretty much. I mean, maybe there is a way someday they can actually figure out what these knucklehead drivers are doing. But if there was an automatic turn signal, I'd be in. Well, the one I want from the drive-in this morning is if you're in the left lane going slow, it'll take over and put you in the right lane. Thank you. <laughs> that was. I, I've I've yet to understand the folks that get in the left lane and just park there. I, it's either. They're scared to be on the right side, and they feel like there's more shoulder or what have you on the left, and so they get over to the left thinking that it's somehow safer. But I don't think they really understand that in that lane, since it's the fast lane or it's supposed to be, it's not the safest lane to be in. Or the word that I never hear anymore, it was called the passing lane. Correct. And I don't. And they don't the look at it that way. Else, but, yeah, that's why I always think of it as the passing I, lane. I had... 
three or four different vehicles today, and I wasn't driving excessively fast, just you know keeping up with traffic. But they were in the left lane, parked, basically in the left lane. By the way, I don't know if any of you listen to this program. I'm just going to go ahead and say this because I get so stinking irritated. The mountain ski shuttle vans, and there's several of them that I could probably go through by name. Epic was one of them today that I was following down. Why is it you guys feel the need to park in the left lane? I know you drive typically about 68 to 70 miles an hour. That's probably what you're told you're allowed to do by your corporate or whatever. I get it. I get that you're driving faster than 65. But you're not doing what everybody in the left lane is doing. So why are you in it? I get you're a shuttle and you're trying to get up the mountain as quickly as you can. But get out of the dang left lane. Every one of you ski shuttle drivers that might be listening to me, please tell me why you're in the left lane. It's okay to be there to pass, to Josh's point a moment ago, but why are you parked there? They get over there and just kind of go to sleep. I think they do. Yeah, they're just used to driving the same thing all the time, and it's muscle memory probably all the way back and forth. I get Josh, it has to be, because I follow them both directions. Because I go I-70 a lot, eastbound, westbound, because, you know, I live off of I-70, so I go eastbound, westbound quite a bit. And I will tell you that this time of the year, you don't see it in the summer because they're not running in the summer. You know, they'll run a few things up to some of the resorts and stuff in the summer, but for the most part, they're running now because they got all the ski apparatus on the back mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, you know, all the carriers the and junk. Yeah, all, the, yeah, all yeah. that junk. And so, yeah, it's really prevalent right now, but I, I've never understood why – those guys feel the need, and it is mostly guys because I look to see who the drivers are. So it's not gals. So gals, you're getting a pass on this one. It is, it is 90% men driving these things. And why they? And by the way, they're older men because when I look to see who's driving, it's typically older men that are driving these shuttles. And guys, why do you feel the need to park in the left lane? I, I just I don't get it. And while I'm at it, I might as well go here as well. If you're a semi-truck... And you're going fast enough to be in the left lane, you're driving too fast. Get out of it. I don't care if you're keeping up with traffic. You're driving too fast for what you're actually in. So if you're in a truck and you're in the left lane, you're in the wrong place, period. Because in this town, if you're in the left lane, you better be driving about 75 miles an hour pretty much anywhere in this town. Because if you're not, you're not driving fast enough for what's going in that lane itself. And then then that begs the question, why are you in the left lane? Because you're driving faster than you should be, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. So get out of it. Stay in the right lane. Get over, at least in the middle. I mean, if you're a semi-truck and you want to get through town, I get it. I understand that you're trying to get to places. And I love truck drivers. I love having product. I love all the things you guys do. But I don't like, and another thing I've noticed, and I'll just say it straight up, it's the knucklehead semi-drivers that are in the left lane. Those of you that are listening to me right now, it's not you. So I'm probably, you know, I'm not preaching to the choir because those of you that are listening to me aren't that guy. Uh, or gal, because there are some lady truck drivers, because most of them that are in the left lane, I won't name the trucking names that are on the side of the trucks, but some of the ones that get in that left lane, I I wonder how long they've even had their CDL. And maybe they think because they're used to driving in the left lane from being in their car, they can now be in there with the semi? I, I I don't know. I don't get it, but they don't need to be, and they shouldn't be. No. They don't. So those are my pet peeves for today. But what, what kind of a modification would you make to cars that would become 
a widespread fad. And by the way, it could be something that already exists. It could be something like I mentioned on the turn signal that doesn't exist. Whatever it happens to be, just let us know. That's the question of the day, 303-477-5600. Speaking of driving, something else that's changing in Colorado. I was going to talk about this last week, but I didn't get a chance to get to it. There is new ramp metering systems that began a week ago along I-25. And it is the first of its kind, not only in Colorado, but in North America. So this is a whole new ramp metering system. It's on northbound I-25 in Denver, and it was fully operational a week ago. CDOT said the pilot project aims to reduce congestion and improve travel times on northbound I-25 between Ridgegate and University Boulevard. So that's a big section of I-25 going through town. CDOT said the Smart 25 pilot project is the first of its kind in Colorado and North America. It has installed vehicle detection devices in and along ramps entering I-25 that measure the number of vehicles, their speed, the length of the line of vehicles waiting to enter the highway, and the amount of traffic on the highway. Installation of the meters began last fall. They've installed four ramp metering signals at the end of each northbound ramp from Ridgegate to University Parkway. The system was activated on 18 on-ramps last fall, and three new meters will be react or will be activated. This was last Monday at 3 p.m. From then on, CDOT said the ramp meters will be gradually activated starting at 3 p.m. through the evening rush hour, depending on traffic conditions. The information gathered on all ramps will be used to control the timing of the metered lights that allow vehicles to enter the highway with the goal of reducing stop-and-go traffic. This is key to all of this, by the way, and why I wanted to get, get this out there to all of you listening. When the ramp meters are activated, drivers can use the right shoulder lane to drive in. So if you've got a, for example, a two-lane wide ramp, when these are activated, it's now a three-lane on-ramp. This is going to get confusing mm -hmm. with a lot of people, and I guarantee you that shoulder lane is going to be mostly empty. So there's a tip for a lot of you that may want to get someplace a little quicker. Most likely, when these things are turned on, and when they are, and the lights will tell you, you can use the shoulder lane to then merge on into traffic from that shoulder lane because you'll be at that stoplight metered when to get onto the ramp. And like anything else, it's a dry grace once the ramp light goes green. Yeah, Typically, anyways. It is. it is. So that's a key. That's why I wanted to get this out on air is when those ramp meters are activated, this is getting northbound on I-25 from Ridgegate to University, there'll be several of those along that whole line. And if you're in that right lane and those meters are on, you can use the shoulder, the right-hand shoulder lane as well. And, again, that's going to be confusing to a lot of people, I'm sure. And hopefully this device can see there's a car broke down that right I lane. I would hope it so. it seems like there always is. I know. If they're broke down, that's where they are, to yeah. your point, Josh. So so, all right, let's go to the phones. And, by the way, one line open is all 303-477-5600. Uh, you know what? Let's do this. Guys, hang tight. i got to take a break. Eric, Craig, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The Asset Manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. 
Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, affordable interest mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Did you know that the dental health of your pet is extremely important? Your pet can also get periodontal disease, and it's one of the most common clinical conditions seen by the veterinarians at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. This may come as a surprise, but most adult dogs and cats show some signs of the disease by the time they reach three years of age. If left untreated, pet dental disease can also lead to pain, tooth loss, infection, and even damage to the vital organs such as heart, liver, and kidneys. Your pet's dental health is important to Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. In recognition of National Pet Dental Health Month, which is observed every February, we're placing the spotlight on periodontal disease and what pet owners can do to prevent and treat this serious condition. Call today and schedule your pet's exam. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. You can also visit LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Charlie, really quick, also reminded me that on that metering lights, it's both shoulders. So, and I know there's, I think on all of these, 
there's room to do the right and the left. So what's two lanes normally becomes four. I'm pretty sure all of them have been designed where there's going to be shoulders on both sides that you'll be driving in. That's what that, Charlie? Yeah, then there's signage that'll tell you this, of course, but I can already tell you it's going to get confusing to most drivers. So those shoulders will be open. So if those lights are metered and you're in one of those two middle lanes and you see somebody come by you on the side, they're not doing anything illegal. Actually, they're doing what they're supposed to to get the flow of traffic moving along. So you can move into those shoulder lanes on those metered ramps, and the signs will tell you such as well. So, Charlie, thanks for adding that other lane into that as well. Eric, what's going on? Well, you knew I would probably have to call and comment on your <laughs> trucking comment. Um, Which I stand anyhow, by. Well, and that's fine, but I would point out a couple things. I, the last there there is no I've pointing anything call. out, Eric. A, a, a semi-truck, unless it's passing, should not be in the left lane ever, period. I don't care how much well, power I it's got. I don't care how empty or full it is. I don't care. Stay out of the dang left lane. Well, then I would suggest that... The pa- passenger cars need to stay off of Interstate 40, Interstate 20, Interstate 35. Why? And why? Because you are the slowest vehicle on the road. I was. I just spent a better part of the end of February uh, running back and forth between Oklahoma City and Albuquerque. And my 82-mile-an-hour semi was the slowest truck on the road at times. I mean, literally, I had guys riding my bumper hollering on the cb i don't care if you're doing 82 you're too slow move they're wrong and the, by the way and they're the cops, wrong and the no no semi truck needs to drive faster than 80 miles an hour eric i'll stand by that till i go to the grave i don't care who you are i don't care how long you've been driving i don't care how fancy you think your rig is that's too fast well I mean, most tires are raised. I don't care. Eric, I don't care. You're driving 80,000 pounds at 80 miles an hour. It's too fast, period. I'll stand okay. by that till I go to the grave. And at the same, then at the same time, let's start governing passenger vehicles because no passenger vehicle should have to be allowed to go faster than 85. Because I don't care who, because the best I'm okay with that. If that's what you want, if you, you want to institute that, I have no problem. Here's what's going to happen, Eric, in Colorado. If you guys in the semi world, in the trucking world, don't start regulating some of what I'm talking about, we are going to have a no truck in the left lane law in this state. Mark my word. And it'll be almost impossible to enforce. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe see, not, I mean, but, I, but again, mark my word, we are one of the few states out there that doesn't have this law, and I'm not a law guy. You guys all know that. I hate extra laws. Those, I don't want to see them. Those, those but if you guys don't start doing this, area. you're going to have that law, Eric. Those laws are generally only in metro areas, not out on the open road. I mean, we And I'm not talking about the open Colorado, road, because East frankly, West, the open West. road's not an issue. I'm talking in town, okay. I-70, well, get out of the dang left lane. you in town. I, I would, I would, for the most part, I would, I would, yeah, I would agree with you in town. I mean, there's times where if, if, if I'm going from one side of town to the other, the left lane is generally the fastest lane, and I'm paying attention to what traffic's doing. And if I'm, if, if I'm starting to be a prob- problem, I will move over into the center lane. But out on the open road. You know what? Open road, I have no doing. issues with, Eric. If you guys okay. want to drive on the open I, I, road, I maybe, that, I, I one, I, that one I have no problem with, other than okay, up I, the I, mountain I, itself. I, I, I mean, that's a, I that's that's a different where, one. I think that's where maybe the clarification is. I, I thought you were talking no, in general. No, I'm talking not just in, in town, town when okay. we've got, especially when story. we've got traffic. I don't care if yeah. the traffic's no, I, going I would agree. 40 I miles would, an hour. Get out of the dang left lane. I, on that, I would, yeah, I would agree with you in, in town. Because, yeah, it, it does. Because yeah, no I offense, Eric, in the left lane, 
even at 40 miles an hour, you guys are clogging up traffic. Get in the middle lanes. Well, and that's the thing. is the guys who are stupid enough to be in that left lane at 40 miles an hour. I have no problem with the cops pulling them over and chewing them out because you have no business being there. Thank you. But if you know what you're doing and you're in the left lane, able to keep up with and keeping up with traffic to get around some slower traffic, that's one thing. I have no issues I mean, with that one I, either. I'm fine with that you one. Know, but yeah, My I, problem I, I is I like, like yesterday. And, you know, yesterday I'm driving down here, and uh, you know, I'm going down I-70, you know, going down through all the construction and that is, and you know what that's like and how heavy, yeah. heavily congested that can get. And I've got two, not one, two semis in the left lane, and, and frankly, they're, you know, they're, they're driving the speed limit, but they're still cl- yeah. what they don't understand is even though they're doing the speed limit, they're still inhibiting traffic from going around them on both sides, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 and I see it on a regular basis, and I just want to beat my head on a steering wheel. And, and the thing is, is a lot of these aren't or, or some of them are what you, the, the companies that, you know, we won't mention. That we yeah, it starts are, with an S and lot, ends with a T. Yeah, yeah, I know. But a lot of them are. No hablo inglés. I know. They're, 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 I understand they're that powers. one. No, and like I said earlier, the, the, you and, know, the, and, the and people that I'm talking to are not listening. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're not listening to this program. Yeah, no, the truckers not. that I've got to listen to the program, I'm not talking to them. But the only thing I will go back to, though, Eric, and stand by, and the, the guys that are on you for driving 82 and that's not fast enough, uh, those guys are wrong. Sorry, they're wrong. I see, I see both sides of it because, number one, most of the tires for, for trucks, and my boss and I have talked about this with the tire guy, they really aren't designed to handle much more empty. They're not designed to handle much more than about 82 to 85 miles an hour loaded. Yeah. We keep it down. I try to keep it around 75, but I mean, as I have seen on, in some of these areas, it's like last summer, I ran up back and forth from Omaha to the Canadian border three different times. And I'm loaded doing 80 and yeah, I'm being passed by like, loaded like trucks. a stinking race well, track. faster than me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's yeah. stretches, of, or and it's like, and in some part parts of the country, the cattle haulers, you know, even around here, you get up into Wyoming, the cattle haulers, you know, they're doing 85, 90 miles an hour. Well, well and, you know, here's, but, hey, and here's my cows, point with all this. In, too. in all seriousness, Eric, here's my point too. If your industry does not self-regulate it and get those things back down to what they need be. There's going to be a huge accident, a huge tragedy. You guys will be governed. They'll, they'll have some sort of a national mandate where you guys are governed at X mile an hour, and you're going to screw all of your own selves if you don't well, fix this. But, but at the same time, here's the problem with that when they talk about that, is there are enough studies out there to, that prove that the, 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 different, the speed differential is actually more dangerous than allowing the trucks to run with the I'm not traffic. arguing that, but what I'm saying is, when you get above that 80 mile an hour range that you and I are just talking about here, and that's what I'm, I'm not. I have no problem up to that 75, 80, even 80, depending upon the stretch of road and such you're on. I have no issues with that. Starts getting above that, yeah, I have some issues with that because I think it's just too yeah, stinking fast for what you're driving. Well, and I and I would and I would agree with you above 80. I mean, like I say, my truck will do 82. And the the discussion, uh, the insurance company has tried a couple plans to turn us down, but like my boss has pointed out. Uh, myself and my three coworkers that are the road drivers. He's like, look, these guys are playing on stretches of interstate where 
if they don't have that extra couple of miles an hour sometimes you're to get around over. somebody else. No, you're right. Yeah, no, you're I, I'm, I'm not arguing over. that one. You get on the open road yeah. or even north I-25 going up from, you know, really the north end of Denver all the way through Fort Collins, you know, Wellington up to Wyoming. I, again, I have no issue yeah. with that you end know, of couple, things, Eric. But, but here's, my, here's my point, though, and, and I'm serious on this. If you think for one second some of the politicians we have care, care about the studies you just mentioned, they don't. Oh, I know. They don't. Yeah, I know. You know, I mean, 20 years ago, I was told by a state trooper that on I-76 from Fort Morgan to Julesburg, the average speed was 82 miles an hour. That was for passenger cars. Yeah. And here, about a year ago, uh, I happened, I was sitting on the side of the road with a blowout, and the trooper had stopped to check on me and the uh, tire guy, and we were talking about it. And he And I said something, he goes, yeah, it's closer to about 85 now. And I says, speaking of it, 75, I says, if you guys don't, he says, he's cut me off, and he says, I would love to start doing the enforcement. He says, I don't think anybody needs to be doing faster than 82 along here. He says, the road surface can't handle it. Right. He says, I just, we just simply don't have the manpower to yeah. do it. I see he, that he, all the so time. So we generally give about, you know, he said, we generally give about 85. He right. Says, they give 10 miles an hour. Unless somebody's being a, a bonehead. Yeah. You know, I said, unless somebody's being dumb about it. Right. But anyhow, hey, uh, I want to throw two things out here. I know you guys have probably seen a lot of the older cars starting to come back out of hiding. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... A couple here last week, I was in Gillette, Wyoming, and we're going to get a laugh out of this. My customer has a 2002 Pontiac Aztec. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Walter White here's car. Yeah, Walter White. Yeah. <laughs> here, here's the funny thing. This car has 485,000 miles on it. Wow. She, yeah. I'm it's sorry. I wouldn't want to be in that it, car that long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but you know, it's, and, and I looked and I started to laugh. And because I, I, I hadn't seen it before, and I, I go to this place, you know, about once a month, and I st- kind of laughed, and she pointed at me, and she said, don't you dare laugh at Matilda. And I said, excuse me? All righty then. And, and she lives in Gillette, Wyoming. She has a daughter that lives in Rapid City, South Dakota, and her son is a Montana state trooper and lives in Billings. So one weekend, she drives to Rapid City and spends it with her grandkids there, Another weekend, she drives up to Billings and spends it up there. Hence, you know, it's all pretty much all highway miles on this thing. And she says, and I says, why don't you just replace it with something more modern? And she says, that's when she, again, said, don't you dare insult Matilda. And she says, look, she says, I had the seat redone so that it's more comfortable for me. She says, yes, it does have a new motor and a new transmission. She says, but... She said the body's in excellent condition. She said there's not a speck of rust on that car. She says it gets washed and waxed regularly. She says and until the body falls apart or the suspension falls out from underneath it, she says, I'm going to keep driving it. Hmm. She says, I don't care how many. She says, and, I, and I started laughing, and I said, you know what? I said, it's paid for, too. She said, I bought it in 01. She said it was paid for in 03. She says, so, wow. you know. Yeah, you know, you know what? I, and I, honestly, I can't argue that, you know. is You know, whatever, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, they're a butt-ugly car. But, hey, you know what? If it works under those circumstances, more power yep. to no, it. No, I hear you. No, I, I again, hey, I can't fault that. And I have a quick final question for you guys. Is there anything wrong with leaving a block heater plugged in for a significant amount of time? Other than the electricity, it's drawing. No, no, because they're not that hot. To no, yeah, they're not. I mean, it's not like you're running the thing up to two ten. They'll they'll keep the thing at, I don't know. We'll even get a hundred degrees out of one. 
Josh? Doubt it, no. I mean, I don't think they can get that hot, Eric. So, really, no, there's not. Okay. Because two weeks ago there, when we had that real bad cold snap, uh, my pickup, I left my pickup plugged in for about three straight days. Not going to hurt anything. And, yeah, and that's what I thought, too. We and do it at our shop all the time, not bothering anything. You're fine. Yeah, that's kind of what I had figured. I mean, you go so. you go way up north where, you know, you were talking taking loads up. You know, when you go all the way up north and it gets to that, you know, 20 below, 30 below weather up there in Canada, they leave them plugged in all the time, so it's not an issue. Yeah, we pretty much anymore, when when we're when I'm up there, the truck never gets when I when when we're up in North Dakota or Montana or parts of South Dakota, the truck never gets turned yeah. off. The semi yeah. never gets turned off. Yeah, good for you. It just you. stays on. Good for you. So, all right, got it, right, right, Eric. Thanks, thanks as always. Yep. Appreciate it. And I do appreciate you, truck drivers. Don't don't get me wrong. And there's and I know there's a lot of good ones out there, but there's a lot of knuckleheads. And again, you're not listening to me. The knuckleheads aren't listening. But I will say, and I'll stand by it. If there isn't some self-regulation along some of those lines. I hate to say it. We've got legislators out there that will love to regulate you if we don't do some of this. I say we collectively. We don't do some of this on their own. That's what's going to happen. So anyways, we'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. As the cold comes in, don't let the heat go out. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air for all of your HVAC, electrical, and boiler needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They specialize in HVAC, boilers, and all your electrical needs. This is not the time of year to mess with heating issues. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, focused on doing the job right at an affordable price. They are a top-rated home services company with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a limited time, KLZ listeners who purchase a high-efficiency American Standard Furnace will receive a free air purification system. Terms and conditions apply. Call now for an estimate on your new furnace, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Winter is here, and we've seen snow, high winds, and fires. You need to make sure your vehicle is ready for whatever Mother Nature throws at you. Let Extreme Auto Repair get you ready for anything that may come your way. With supply chain issues affecting everything we purchase, make sure you don't delay in getting whatever you need for your car or truck done before it's too late. They service all makes and models of vehicles, and they specialize in diesel repair. Don't forget, they also sell tires, and Cooper tires are at their cost. Don't be that person who waits until the last minute to get their vehicle ready. Get into Extreme Auto Repair now. Find them at drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com, or call 303-841-1071. That's Extreme Auto Repair. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com.
You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Anigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Craig, if you're still listening, call us back. I'll get you right on air here in just a moment. Bill and Inglewood, you are next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, uh, good show, guys. Uh, I- just a side note, I was thinking while I was on hold, have you checked the price of wiper blades lately? Holy crap. I have anyway. not. Oh, you, they're like 26 bucks a piece now for a good set. Wow. Yeah. All right. Inflation. So have, hey, it's two- inflation. Inflation, Bill. That's what that is. That's right. Well, I got two things uh, that I want to bring up that were on cars. One of them is a current vehicle I have, and it's on there, and they got away from it. But I got to give you a little bit of background. Okay, I'm an older guy, right? All right. My wife says I can't hear. So uh, I went to, got a hearing aid with her, and the hearing doctor says, well, sir, you got what a lot of older guys have. And I said, what's that? And he says, selective hearing. Uh I said, what is that? And he goes, I said, I can hear. I'm driving down the road, and I can hear a hot rod, or I can hear a fast car, or I can hear something like that a quarter mile away, but my wife's in the front seat just yapping away, and I didn't hear a word she said. So anyway. That's hilarious. (laughs) Good one. Okay, so Good the one. thing I have on my O2 Envoy, I have a feature on the turn signals that if you leave it on too long, it, get, it it'll get louder and louder and louder. Well, that's and nice. And I really like that. Yeah, that's a nice feature. Because sometimes I inadvertently, being older, forget to turn it off. Sure. They don't have that anymore. Turn signals are really quiet they on are. cars. You're correct on that one. They are very quiet, almost to the point you don't even know they're on. That's correct. And so that's the one feature that I like about it. If I'm in a long exit ramp, a ramp or something or merging and I leave it on too long, it starts ringing. And then, then after, I mean, it gets louder and louder. And then finally a hand comes out of the dash and slaps you upside the head. <laughs> Good one. Good one. But anyway, and then the other one I just read here about six months ago, and I think it's starting in Canada, the 2023 or 2024 cars, that when you turn your – uh, windshield wipers on, your headlights will automatically come on. Some and cars already do do that, so, yeah, I could see that being added. That's just a programming thing, not a big deal. Somebody else uh, actually emailed in and said they would like to see a feature where the headlights automatically dim if the brights are on. A lot of cars already have that. It's not a standard feature, but, yeah, that would be another nice standard feature. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. And here again, going back to my very first thing, why can't they make a decent wiper blade? What do you use? I'm just curious. Bosch icons are my favorite. Yep. That's my that's okay. my one of choice. They're not cheap, but they man they work. Yeah, they're, okay. They're the best. All right. Well, good show, guys. You bet, Bill. Thanks as always. I appreciate it very much. Craig, you're back. Go ahead, sir. Hi, John. How we doing? Um, uh, well, 
you know, we're all trying to... We're all in this together, Craig. Come on now. Joe told us that. Well, I tell you, I feel like... You're going to be okay, Craig. Well, I feel like I've gone two rounds with uh, Mike Tyson in his prime this week. (laughs) Yeah. The first one was the the fact that, uh, you know... The gas station I gas up at, it's, you know, it's your top-tier gasoline. They've been holding the line quite a while at 304 for regular unleaded. And then after Biden's speech the other night, I said, well, I better go gas up the cars. Well, it was too late. That night, that station attendant told me the gas went up 34 cents a gallon in one shot. In one shot, huh? 34 cents. Unreal. And, and then I went by there this morning. It's gone up to where it's 58 cents a gallon more than it was. A week ago. Wow. That's that's amazing. And, and then, you know, I it's that time where I do my, you know, insurance review with my right. car insurance agent. Right. And he says, well, I'm going to tell you, uh, the rates are all going up in the Denver area. Mm-hmm. Two factors that he blamed it on primarily was uh, car thefts. Denver, Boulder, Lake, or Denver, Aurora, and Lakewood now has the third highest theft rate in the nation i not down you're right i mean you're i've read it you're correct spot on yes yeah. and then you know you were talking to the trucker earlier about you know the accidents and, and he keeps i'm sorry I'm, I'm against truckers going any faster than they already are i read an article in a magazine the national highway traffic safety administration says that in accidents 17 percent there's an electronic device in use, but they they claim or they claim that forty percent of all accidents are just inattentiveness. You know, people not paying attention. But also back to my agent, he says another reason our rates are going up is that the the claims that they are paying right now are largely due to excessive speed. So the accidents are you know more costly, and so we're all going to pay for it. Yep. I, again, I, some of those, you know, some of those statistics, and as I said earlier, and again, I'm by no means against the truckers at all. Love those guys, and the majority of them, especially that listen to this program, are not the guys that I'm talking to, Craig. But there are some very, what I would call, uh, non-attentive companies out there that pretty much will hire anybody they can put behind the wheel to get a load from A to B. And, and I understand where they're coming from as well. They've got, you know, customers and loads and so on. I, I fully understand that. But as I said earlier, and I do mean it, if we don't have some self-regulation along those lines, you, you're going to see others out there, which I always hate. You're going to see others at a national level even wanting to do some regulation that none of us are going to like when it's all said and done. Well, like you, I deal truckers on the highway every day that I commute to and from work. And the other night coming home, I'm in the right lane, and I'm pushing maybe 80. Okay. I don't try to go any more than five over, and I'm in the right lane. I've got a trucker passing me. I would say he's probably doing 85. And I'm like, hey, you know, that's that's his business, right? Right. So he passes me, he gets over, and then he reduces his speed down to 65. But in the meantime, his right, his dual wheels on the back of his trailer kept crossing over the white line into mm-hmm. the where the rub strips are. And, it, and I'm thinking, well, maybe there's some crosswinds. And, and yet, I'm, I'm, you know, I glanced at my phone. There was the wind speed was like eight miles an hour, so it's not crosswinds. He just kept, he, he and then he would overcompensate, and he would be across the center line, and then he was back over the solid white line, and then he was back over the center. I mean, this guy's weaving all over the place. So I called it into the state patrol, 
couldn't get anybody in the state patrol to answer the the star 277 number. And then he turned on his turn signal as if he were exiting on the E-470 parkway. He never made the exit. He kept driving with his blinker on for another couple miles. I mean, you know, there's a few of those guys out there that you've got to watch out for. There, no, there are. And unfortunately, and even Eric can attest to that, there's... there's Believe me, there's a lot of knucklehead CDL drivers that I don't know how they even got their CDL license. You you wonder how they did. And, yes, those guys you really need to be paying attention to. So, you know, greater speed is not the answer. I mean, we're all going to get there. I mean, you know, if you want to really complain, look back to when the, the double nickel was being enforced. Oh. We all used to feel like we weren't even moving. Oh, it was an awful time. I don't even want to go back. I don't even want to think about that. That just gives me a headache thinking about it. Those were awful days. So I think 75 is plenty fast for truckers and, and anybody else out on the highway. I mean, I know there are some, I guess, some, uh, what, toll roads in Texas where you can do 85. I think so, yeah. Um, but, you know, again, you just increase the speed. The accidents are just more severe, and especially, in, like you say, in the, in the congested areas in the city, we don't need to be driving that fast. I agree. Just don't need to be driving that fast. Agree. So that's it. That. Craig, as always, I appreciate it. We'll take a break. Jeff, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Lines open, 303-477-5600. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? 
To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving, low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. You might be misinformed about your home insurance policy, and while you're making the claim is not the time to find out. Paul Lewinberger knows this and will educate you about the types of home insurance so you can make the right choices. There are three different kinds of home insurance. Structural home insurance covering the outside, liability insurance for if someone gets hurt on your property, and contents insurance for possessions inside the home. Paul knows that the insurance money received after a big loss is often not enough for total loss replacement. In fact, with other companies, there is no such thing as total loss replacement. That's unique to Paul. Make sure your coverage matches your premium. Otherwise, you can't have the peace of mind that you should have with insurance. Work with someone who will make sure you have the right policy. Call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789 to learn about getting coverage that gives you peace of mind. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive with me as well. Line open, 303-477-5600. Jeff in Western Montana, you got a question on smoke test. Go ahead. Yeah, um, that was quite an animated conversation you had there. Yeah, well, I get a little bit that way sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you never show any passion, John. Never, never. I'm just not that kind of guy. I'm so meek and mild. Yeah. Um, you know, it was about 20 years ago that uh, Montana had a uh, daytime speed limit of reasonable and prudent, and then somebody sued the state because they claimed that that was being enforced arbitrarily and not uniformly. And one of the odd consequences is that they established on uh, some roads speed limits that are absolutely unsafe for the road because they're too high. You know, they, I think it's uh, U.S. highways are 70 uh, and then state highways are 65. But doing 65 on some of our windy roads. Oh, I know. Is, mm-hmm. I, I, that here, too, I will, I will tell you that. We've got some, you know, two-lane roads here where the speed limit's, you know, 65. It went down to... You know, Texas, you know, seeing my brother and some of the two-lane roads down there that are 70, it's like, holy cow, this is like rocking right along on a stinking two-lane road. And it's like, man, how in the world do they keep the accidents down on this thing? Yeah, well, a lot of those are pretty straight, so. They are, but still. I mean, they're not very wide. Yeah. Um, so it was about six months ago, you guys had somebody, you were talking about doing smoke tests uh, for uh, checking for vacuum leaks. Mm-hmm. And a guy called in and said that he'd gone to uh, Hobby, or not Hobby Lobby, but uh, Harbor Freight, uh, Harbor Freight, and picked up a cheap ten dollar uh, pump, air pump, and uh, just stuck a cigar in it and used that to generate smoke. Right. And uh, I have voles and uh, pocket gophers in my yard, so I had that intrigued me, and I went, "Oh, wow! You know, I, that, that's going to be a good way to generate a cheap." smoke source that I can use to smoke those little suckers out. Um, but when I went to Harbor Freight, I couldn't find one. Hmm. And even when I talked to the staff, they uh, they couldn't point me in any direction. So um, I don't know if you know of a source or if that gentleman who did that all those months ago is still listening, if you could call in and give some specifics on models or, or things. So uh, those of us who want to implement that idea can... Uh, 
can do that. Back in the day, he sent me exactly what he bought at Harbor Freight. Let me see if I can pull it up. And, t- and again, this has been a little bit of time since I went through and did this. But yeah. I believe he was using just one of the little 12-volt, you know, you can put it in a cigarette lighter kind of a deal. I mean, if you, if you think about it, all, all he was using is some sort of a small pump that, you know, and by the way, a vacuum pump still exhausts any kind of a pump. As long as it's got an in, in, an inlet and an exit that you could tap into would work. I don't know exactly how you get the smoke from the cigar in it. He had a way where it actually sucked the smoke on, you know, he was using the cigar on the inlet of the pump. So the smoke was literally coming right through the inlet of the pump out of the cigar and then pumping through the system is what he was doing. Right, and as I recall, he said that the or- inlet orifice was exactly the right size. That's what he said. You can stick the cigar, cigar right in yeah. it is what he said, yes. Yeah, so. And, so, I, yeah, and, there, um, and there are pumps out there like that. In fact, I'm looking at one right now. Harbor Freight's got a, like a drum, and it's one-tenth of a horsepower pump. I'm looking at the inlet ex- exit. It's pretty close to what he was describing on air. Now, here's the other thing with Harbor Freight. Just because he describes something, that, cause that's been a, several months back, just because we were describing that several months ago doesn't mean it's still there today because they change through things yeah. routinely. Oh, yeah. Do you have, do you have a maker model or on that? It's a Drummond, D-R-U-M-M-O-N-D. It's 64 bucks. It's 320 gallons per hour, which actually is quite a bit in an hour. It's a transfer pump, but it's the same, again, same deal. It's no different than what, you know, it's still going to suck and push at the same time. That's all you're looking for. Yeah, so a drum and suction pump. It's all. It's all it has to be. Again, any kind of pump that's that's pulling air and pushing it back out, which is what pumps do. As long as it's a sealed right. unit, and you're not losing smoke internally. Would would run the smoke out. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Appreciate it. And, yeah. I, and you, for your what you're talking about when it comes to the voles and so on, you actually need probably more smoke even than what a regular smoke machine out of a shop would even do, because you need more smoke, actually. Yeah, a lot of smoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want volume. Yeah, you want yeah. as much as you can get. So, yeah, I, I don't know why that wouldn't work. I mean, I don't know. T- call me back and tell me if it works. That would be awesome, actually. I will do that. All right. And as to, as to what I would like to see on a vehicle, um, I know a lot of vehicles have them already, uh, two of these things, and that's heated mirrors, heated wipers. Um, I'd like to see them become yeah. a little more. I would love to see common. heated wipers become more standard and or even, and I know it's an expense, but a lot of vehicles, higher-end vehicles, will have the defroster wires at the bottom of the windshield that heat up that lower area to where you don't get all the ice buildup and so on at the bottom of the windshield. To me, I wish that was an option on every car. Yeah. Well, that was going to yeah. be my third thing is that air, a lot of folks don't realize, but aircraft windshields have an embedded uh, – Yep. metal um, film in there that that's how they heat up those windows to stop from icing over at altitude yep so uh you know i don't know what it would take for the automobile industry to incorporate that and then of course anytime you get a rock chip um you could da- endanger the integrity of that but for me that would be an excellent thing to do on uh, at least front and rear windows by the way uh, i just looked too really quick there's a 12 dollar pump that runs with a cordless drill which would be a really cheap way of checking it which again looks like it's got the right inlet and outlet you can actually run a garden hose this this is actually designed to have a garden hose on each end which is the size of what you're doing jeff you could put a garden hose on the outlet put this put the cigar on the inlet which looks like it's about the right size to stick a cigar in run it with one of your cordless drills and away you go sealed 
old waterbed pump. That's all it is, just an old waterbed pump. Yep. Okay. That would probably work too. Yeah. I mean, I will try it out and look. Okay. All right. Let us know how it goes. I appreciate it, Jeff. As always, Bruce in Minnesota. We got a couple of minutes. I'll try to get you answered. If not, I'll hold you over. How are things in Minnesota, Bruce? Oh, great, though. Don't you know the way? You know, awesome. You talk about traffic. I had traffic last week. Ustameda. I had to wait for a tractor hauling a gravity bin and a car, and I almost went back home. Oh, it was just awful. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I got that 3500 It only took a week to get the parts for the uh, def tank, and everything's been running good since okay. then. But uh, last week, since last week and uh, yesterday, diesel went up 50 cents. Yep, has here too. And I'm wondering... Uh, Besides uh, coasting a quarter mile or less to the stop sign instead of driving up to it and braking, is there anything I can can do to up my fuel economy right now? It says uh, 17.6. Yeah. I probably can't mention it on air because it's, you know, 1,000% illegal on all fronts, but if you don't have any emissions to pass and nobody's really – paying attention in your neck of the woods which which they're not the dpf delete kits which are still sold and they're out there and in your neck of the woods you, you could jump five miles to the gallon with it easily what was that again you delete all the emissions on the truck interesting we don't have that especially in my little town no you do uh, not in minnesota no. you could probably get by with it now again you didn't hear that from me bruce but hear what you didn't hear anything. Yeah. That's right. But but they are uh, they are a five mile they are a five mile to the gallon gainer easy. Well, I, I haven't hit thirty six thousand yet, so I'm wondering if that would uh, screw up. You know, it would void your warranty, yes, mm-hmm. on certain components, not the whole thing, but it would void your warranty, yes. Oh, poopy caca, do the snot farts. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well. Unfortunately, now this is, and I, I will say this publicly: the 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 emissions devices we have on all these diesel trucks, while they may feel like on the EPA side of things they're doing wonders, they are literally costing at least five miles to the gallon on fuel economy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, you. The question of the day: I'd like to see some something I could run uh, red fuel instead of number one green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love that too. Yeah. Especially now. Uh, oh, golly gee, Willikers, there you go. Yeah, and in your neck of the woods, they probably dip the tanks a lot, so that's one area you really have to watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Well, I appreciate it. You're very welcome, Bruce. No, thank you very much. And what Bruce was mentioning, for some of you that may not know, in the diesel world, they make regular, we call it clear diesel. It's right. got a little tint to it, but it's clear diesel. And then they dye the diesel for off-road use because when we do off-road use, whether you're running a you know loader, excavator, skid steer, tractor, whatever it happens to be, if you're truly off-road and you're not on-road, you're not paying the federal highway tax with that pink fuel. So they dye it pink so that if it's ever in an over-the-road truck, pickup truck, things like that, there's just huge fines because they know you're not paying the road tax and you're going to get nailed and it's not worth doing. So yeah, don't run pink fuel in your normal daily driver. I know some guys will do that occasionally, but if you get caught, it's it's a pretty it's a good size fine. In fact, I would venture to guess that they might look at that more more harshly than even taking the emissions devices off. 
The pink fuel's a big deal. It's ten grand if you get caught without the emissions devices right That's now. That's it. Ten, yeah. ten fuel's probably not much difference. Probably so not. Neither yeah. one of those are we going to recommend, but you do whatever you're going to do. I see videos and things on it all the time. So you do you. We'll do what we do here, and we'll stay legal, and away we go. Another couple hours coming your way, though. Myself, Josh Goff, Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Guys, don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.